Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. We're here. Outside this boxing podcast is in full effect coming at you live this December 3rd of 2007. I know you're um, noticing that the the main voice of the show isn't on today. That's all right. You know, RC had, a, had to go to work, had, to, had some man stuff to do today. So he wasn't able to call and you know, this was an important event that happened last night and we just didn't want to get behind the eight ball on this. So um, I made an executive decision to go ahead and step out here and give you guys a quick little OPB episode real quick, my bad, a little OPB episode just to let, just so we could talk a little boxing on this Sunday as I love to do. Um, Last night, we had some pretty good boxing on HBO. We had two belts up to grabs. Starting the night off, um, we had uh, my guy Ray Vargas against uh, Oscar Negrete. And um, before I get into that, I want to I wanna veer off real quick. Um, I'm right now, I'm in uh, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, not a... Uh, I'm in New Mexico with Helen Sala, Arizona. I'm in New Mexico, and um, last night at about 8 o'clock, I tried to turn on HBO only to find out that for some reason they're not showing the fight here. Um, I don't know what was going on because there was there was commercials for the fight coming up, but I'm looking at the guide, and it says the fight should be coming on right now. So I call R.C., I'm thinking that uh, somebody, Kodo, might have pulled out or something. He tells me it's on, so I have to pull out my iPad and go 2017 with it, which I usually do, but I wasn't prepared for that. So um, if anybody lives in uh, New Mexico near the uh, Hobbs area and um, you could explain to me why that happened, uh, please um, either get us on the – just hit us on the comments in the – either on the Blog Talk Radio page or our iTunes, uh, iTunes page. And just let us know what's up. Let me know because, uh, you know, I was sort of freaked out yesterday and um, I'm calling around. So guys probably thought I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But the fight wasn't on, so that's crazy. But uh, when I did turn on the fight, I was um, – when I did get to HBO on um, the fight, I, I was in for a treat. Uh, I thought it was going to be easy work. Um, in the first fight, 
you had my man uh, Negrete, uh, Oscar Negrete going up to fight uh, to fight Vargas for the um, WBC Super Bantamweight title. Um, so Negrete was coming up from Bantamweight, I believe. And you could tell out there you had this guy, uh, Ray Vargas, who is who is 30 and 0, uh, 22 knockouts. Pretty good guy. He's walking around, looked like he was 5'10". Uh, well, they got him at 5'7 and a half um, against Negrito, uh, Negrite, who was uh, who they got his 5'5". Five, five. That's really, I think somebody's lying on their height. It's probably since he's, uh, it's, I think it's Vargas. He looked way taller than uh, five seven into five five. Somebody was lying. Um, usually it's the short guy, but in a situation like this, I would say that uh, I would say it's Vargas because what he he's using the shrink down the uh, the rehydrate method to to uh, foolery because this guy he was way bigger. He was looked like he was six feet in there fighting this little guy, keeping him off of him, but. Uh, Negrete came in the whole fight, gave him a fight the whole time, even though I don't, I think he might've won maybe one or two rounds. Um, he went out there, he gave it a value effort coming up, fighting this big guy and uh, give my hats off to Negrete. Uh, as far as Vargas, um, he was looking real good at times, but he was getting hit and he was getting hit a lot at the end. Looked like he got tired. Uh, Negrete was, uh, like I said, was keeping the, keeping the pressure on him to hold the entire fight. And Vargas, even though he was in, it was sort of easy work for him, he was getting hit a lot. Um, he caught two L, L head butts that busted both both of his eyes, and I think that's the reason the great day um, came alive. He saw that blood and started coming alive in the middle round, but at the end he didn't have enough, and Vargas didn't have enough to finish him. So Vargas ended up winning, uh, I think it was a majority decision. Uh, no, it was a unanimous, uh, unanimous decision is what I meant to say. I think it was a unanimous decision, and it was uh, from uh, for Vargas. And, um, you know, that's it on that. I would say where I think the other guy should be fighting, who they should be fighting. Like I said, that's a little guy, super bantamweight. Nobody really cares about that. Um, and, you know, I think that's where, where it's bantamweight. Junior Bantamweight, Bantamweight, 122 Junior Featherweight. So uh, so there might be some good fights out there for Vargas. Um, De La Hoya, Flores, all those guys out there. But uh, but we'll see. Um, when I say you got Rigondeaux, um, yeah, uh, Rigondeaux's going up. We'll see what happens to that. We'll definitely be talking – about that fight later on. But, um, yeah, De La Hoya, Flores, um, Medallio, whatever his name is, you know, little small guys. I don't know what Vargas can do. I'm not going to lie to you. But, uh, you know, 31 to no, that's pretty good. 22 knockouts. Looks like he's, uh, you know, he's on his way. So we'll see what he had, what he, uh, what he has to offer in the, in the future, but I wouldn't get too hyped on it um the second fight of the night was the anticipate the the most anticipated fight of the night and that was uh miguel cotto the great the legend the hall of fame miguel cotto versus 
the um, U.S. Olympian Saddam Ali um, for the for the WBO World Super Weight uh, World Super Welterweight Title. So um, we saw early, you know, last week. Um, I told you guys that Ali was going to be a problem. Um, you know, these fast twitch guys. They uh, they sometimes they give Cotto a problem early, then he figures it out and he usually gets to do his work. But that's a prime De La Hoya. So um, so yeah, that's a prime De. La, I mean, a prime De La Hoya. That's a prime Cotto. And what we saw last night wasn't a prime Cotto. Um, Saddam Ali, I had him winning. Um, I had him winning eight rounds. So I had an eight to four to Dom Ali. Other people had a, you know, some people had it closer. Um, but Ali was giving them that work the whole time. Um, you could hear it in the HBO commentary that they were rooting for Kodo. You know, it was supposed to be his last fight. And um, you could tell that they wanted him to win. And you tell that he wanted to win. You know, but Ali heard him often. He heard him early. And he heard him often but he didn't get him out of there. And um, it was, uh, I think it was um unanimous decision again for Ali. Uh, yes, it was. And, you know, it was, it was well-deserved. He took a guy, a legend in the game, uh, Kodo 41 and six, uh, 33 knockouts, you know, um, he took him out and he showed that, that maybe that uh, Vargas lost back in the day you know, was just what he said. He wasn't really prepared like a, a true champion should be, and it caught up with him. And now he's back. You know, he's back on his um, he's back on his grind. So, you know, after losing to Vargas, that was almost that was a year, year and a half ago, a little more than a year and a half. He's back. He's back. He's got him a WBO title, um, that same one that I think he lost to Vargas. So he's back to where he was, and hopefully this will propel Ali to, you know, to greater heights. What I saw from Ali last night was, like I said, great fast twitch skills. He's got, he's got skills. He's got a little power in both hands, but he, it just, to me, doesn't seem like he has that dog in him that, um, you know, because he had Cotto Hurt, I want to say, four or five times definitely four times where Kodo's doing the stanky leg and Kodo being a pro is staking him out that he's not hurt. And Ali is accepting that and boxing and then letting Kodo, you know, get his legs back together and gain momentum. It was a few times that happened. And uh, Ali's dad was in there screaming and hollering, finish him. You could finish this guy. He was telling that early. And I was doing the same thing. Like, Hey man, you could finish this guy, but it's like, he didn't, it's like he didn't want to, and I don't think he didn't want to. I just think he doesn't have the confidence to do it. And maybe he was just too scared. Maybe he's just that calculated, but you can't be that calculated when you're trying to build a name for yourself. You know, you can, you, you're a little more calculated when you've got the belt and people have watched you fight and, you know, you have the opportunity to not knock guys out. But Ali, even though he took advantage of this opportunity, uh, don't get me wrong, he had the opportunity to knock Cotto out a few times, and for some reason he just wouldn't do it. And that's sort of, 
shaky. So that sort of leaves it shaky for me for uh, Saddam Ali, who, if you go back years before, you would know that I am a fan of. Um, Ali is, you know, he is good. He's got the skills. Um, he's got the heart. But I don't know if he's got the dog, you know. That's all I would say. And in the and as far as the super welterweight division, which is the uh I believe the junior middle uh the junior middleweight division. I don't know if these are all the same damn thing, but uh I don't know if Ali if Ali has what it takes for guys like Laura, Charlo, you know, Hurd. Maybe he could, I don't know. So, you know, Kodo was a, a top three. They had him ranked top three, uh, super, super, no, 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 my fault. Junior middleweight, I keep on, you know, super welterweight, junior middleweight. I'm pretty sure that's the same damn thing. Um, but they had him in there um, at number three. Ali's nowhere to be seen. So Ali definitely took a jump up. And we'll see what it can do. Hopefully, this will give him the. Hopefully, this fight will give him the. The belief in itself that he can get it done. That uh, you know, because it, it it seems like he didn't have that confidence last night, even though he beat him eight to four. That's what's so crazy. You know, I'm seeing this guy don't don't have the confidence. It didn't seem like he had the confidence, but yet it was almost easy work at times, and that's what makes it a little low. Uh, you know, just a little frustrating about what Ali can do, what he ha- what he's supposed to be doing, what you know, what we thought he would be doing, where he is now, and what he can do in the future. You know, much love to Ali. I want to see him. Does he have the skills to be elite? Skills, maybe. He has the speed, yes. Definitely. Does he have the power? Yes. Does he have the confidence that all boxers need? And I, I don't know about that. I have no idea. So, but uh, we'll see. If, we'll see next fight. And with that said, um, as we all know, it was Miguel Cotto's last fight uh, last night. Um, it didn't go the way that he thought it should go, and that's pretty much a lot of his fights. Um, we're going to send Miguel Cotto out. Like we send everybody else out. And that's like this. How do I Miguel Cotto Heart of Puerto Rico Is he the best? I'm not sure about that We'll talk about that later But he definitely Is one of the top fighters to ever come out of Puerto Rico From 2001 to 2007 He's a four Four Time World title holder in four in four different work and weight classes. I'm sorry I didn't say that right, but he has he's a champion in four different weight classes. Um, I think at his peak, he was probably a top 
five to eight pound for pound fighter. And you know, and that was that was in Mayweather's time and Pacquiao's time, so that's pretty good, you know. No hate on that man. Um after the brutal beating that he took from Margarito, um he came back and showed and proved like he always does. Um Miguel Cotto gave us a lot of great fights. Like I said, most of them, except for Margarito and uh, Shane Mosley, ended in L's, but he always showed heart. He showed a lot of heart. And that's what we'll know Miguel Cotto as, a guy with a lot of heart that wears a lot of pink. And with that said, I want to give Miguel Cotto's career an R.I.P., and we'll see you next time. I know my man R.C.'s out there crying somewhere. I know he definitely shed a tear. Not only did uh, Cotto go out like a like a sucker, pretty much, uh, so did his uh, Miami Hurricanes. And so maybe that's the reason why he's not calling, uh, why he had to, uh, you know, work or whatever he said on this Friday. But but uh, before we get into the Lomachenko fight, I think uh, to the big preview, I think I got my man Janelle on before he gets out, if he has to go. Uh, Janelle, any last words on, uh, you know, Kodo's performance? Um, Any last words on Kodo's, uh, you know, career as he retires uh, from, from boxing? Let me try that again. I think that's on me, Janelle. Switchboard is frozen. Let me try it again. Oh, I see what happened. Well, hold on, Janelle. Give me a second. Um, All right, there we go. Sorry about that. Hey, Janelle, you there? Hello? Oh, oh, this ain't Janelle. My fault. Five, one, six. Yeah, this is Eric, got, man. We got rocking. Eric, what's well, up, you man? Got your Sorry boy. about that, man. No, nah, it's all good, man. Yo, when you were just yeah, playing that song uh, from Boys to Men just now, you know, that um, kind of hit me because I dealt with three losses in um, October when my vocal coach passed away. My sister-in-law's um, grandfather passed away, and... Um, my homegirl in Cuba, her pops passed away, so I dealt with a lot of losses throughout October and whatnot. And on top of that, 
that was the same song that when um, my vocal coach, Ms. Jones, got me into a talent show, I actually won that with my second group, CNC in Deerfield, back in 2002 when my grandfather passed away. Man, yeah, man. It's tough, man. Yeah, we just, you know, on this Outside the Boxing podcast, we like to, you know, that's how we like to send out our guys, just to let them know, you know, that we got love for them. And Miguel Cotto was definitely, you know, one of the guys. Any, um, Eric, any comments on the, uh, first off, RIP to all the people that you lost, man. RIP to, RIP to everybody, uh, to everybody that lost somebody, um, you know. But, Cotto, did you see the fight? Did you think that was going to happen? To, uh, what are your... I think I didn't get a chance to catch the fight um last night because I was in um I was actually um doing some cable runs for the access control I'm gonna install for a new high rise that I got and you know I was doing that for like six hours so when I got out like like when I was doing my lunch like around one in the morning you know the fight was already over with but the thing was I got a chance to see the news and I was like shit so Dom Ali's all over the world then if that's the case. Because um, I saw, like, the clips. I didn't get the chance to see the full fight because I was working and shit. Overhand rights that Saddam Ali was hitting Cotto with were the same overhand rights that Jesse Vargas was catching Saddam Ali with. Because the thing was, I was expecting Cotto to land those overhand rights on Saddam Ali because he's open for those. And he doesn't know how to defend well against overhand rights. And it was evident in the Jesse Vargas fight that became his kryptonite. But yeah, Eric, he did. Just, there was one time. There was one time when Ali was sort of shook up, and that's exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, I saw that. The overhand right. I, um, but but he couldn't capitalize on it. You know, Ali gave him that work last night. It was a good job by Ali. You know, and he came on uh, Twitter, I think, in uh, in the interview, said people are gonna try to discredit his win because because uh, Kodo is old, and I'm not gonna discredit that. Kodo is, um, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And yeah, anybody is. a little less could have got he could have went out or could have got uh, caught last night. Saddam Ali did pretty good, man. So um, I guess since you didn't see the fight, you know any words on on Cotto, uh Kodo's career? Any last words you want to say? Oh, Cotto um, had a tremendous know. career. I felt like you know he did it for for Puerto Rico. You know what I'm saying? You know he put Puerto Rico back on the map from the Trinidad days, but he actually elevated it to newer heights. And, you know, when he had beat um, Zab Judah, that really propelled him to superstardom to fight against Shane Mosley. And then after he beat Shane Mosley, then he was um, supposed to fight Mayweather when he was in his prime. But Mayweather decided to take two years off, and then he got robbed out of his prime from a cheating-ass margarito using freaking loaded gloves and shit on him. And then when they fought in the rematch, you know, where was that power at? All he brought was feathers to the to the Cotto fight, the second one, and Cotto rebroke his orbital bone. You know what I'm saying? And Cotto, he he did yeah, the same, but at light middleweight, you know, to me he was too small for light middleweight because it was evident when he fought Trout. But then you know he did um, beat Sergio Martinez, even though he had puchositos on both legs, and he beat um, Yuri Foreman because he had a puchocito on one leg, and it happens. No, no doubt. It that's happens. something that I did leave out. That's something that I did leave out. Um, against Mayweather, uh, there was people, I guess, uh, 
the uh, dark guy that they say beat him, and then he came back and beat him. Uh, his name is his name is uh, can't get his name right now. But besides that guy, Cotto gave Mayweather his toughest fight. Um, Mayweather was bleeding in the uh, you know in the shower, and butt naked on on HBO. You know, say, you know, taking a shower, looking real uh, pitiful. He gave him a good fight. That was the best fight that that anybody really gave a prime star of Money Mayweather. And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, Eric, man, I hope uh, – hang on for us. Uh, we got – you know, we're talking this big fight. is coming on to, it's coming on next week. Loma Chico rigging out. But before we, oh, before we do on. that – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, hold on. We got a guy last, last time he called, he didn't want to wait too long. He got off the line, probably thought we was dodging him or something. But I see a uh, a number we haven't heard from in a while. Um, I ain't bad. Is that you? All right, what's good, man? What's happening? What's up with y'all? Sure. We yeah. see a good fight hey, last shit, night. That was a good fucking fight. Huh? Spence. Spence. It should have been Spence fighting Cotto. But we ain't want to go that route. If you want to talk about Heyman. No, uh, dumb shit that's going on right now in boxing. We can talk about it. But if you want to talk about some pity pat bullshit, we can talk about that too. Hmm. Nah, D. We want to talk about we want to talk about the fight last night. We don't we, we don't want to take no. Uh, right. We don't want to discredit Ali going in there and whooping Cotto's oh, ass yeah, last no, night. Uh, Ali, Ali a true American. Um, he represented no, America. I think I watched that guy you know, about three years ago, man. He's supposed to be the next best thing. This shit happens. He take a loss. Then what? It's all about how you bounce back. That's the last time I checked that shit out. Hmm? Yeah, he bounced back nicely. He bounced yeah. back nicely by beating the hell out of Kodo. Now, that's did you, you watch Kodo. the fight? That's the old older Kodo. I got love for Kodo. Come on, man. I got no, no, we don't I got care if he's old or young, but hey, I've been pulling did, did, uh, Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Were you were you as agitated? Well, you got love for Kodo, so you didn't want to see him knocked out. But did it feel to you that Ali could have took him out and he just didn't have the confidence in himself to do it? Well, fucking young Kodo finished his ass in four rounds. You know it. I know it. Everybody else fucking know it. But you know what I'm no, saying? No, a young Kodo doesn't weigh that much. Huh? A young Kodo no. doesn't weigh a young Kodo about one fifty one. Five years ago, young Kodo weighs clean up. You know that. Yeah, you probably huh? have, but this is this is the old Kodo that fought last night that thought he was cherry picking, hey, that thought he was going to go uh... out and get the KO. He thought he was going to get the KO, yeah. and he got his ass shot. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You're right, Willa. Hey, the whole thing is, uh, yeah, Rigondeau, you want to talk about Rigondeau? No, no, no. We go, we go, we have, we coming back to that. So just hold on, hold on, don't uh, don't hang up on this D. We gonna get right back to you when we talk the big fight. Five five nine. You're out uh, outside this boxing podcast. What's popping? Yo yo yo. They not in. They not in. Well, everybody's brought it up, you know, 
from Eric the Fan jumping on it real quick, from D trying to jump on it real quick. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's looking forward to December 9th when the Matrix, Lomachenko, fights the most, at one time, the most feared man in boxing. At one time, they said he was the most boring man in boxing, but always has been pound for pound top five in my book. That's my man, Guillermo Rigondeau. Now, we've got a super fight coming up. My man Rigondeau is jumping up. Uh, Two-way classes, I believe, to fight him. And uh, usually that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. But when you saw Rigondeau fight his last fight, um, you saw him fighting a tall guy that looked like it was he was way bigger than him. In fact, if you just looked at their bodies, it looked like it looked like Rigondeau was a baby almost connected to this guy, um, Flores. Last time when he fought Flores, um, it looked like a baby versus a teenager. But Rigondeau's arms almost went down to the ground, so he had the longer arms and he had the reach, and it was crazy. And he washed the guy up real quick. Rigondeau is a beast. Lomachenko is a beast. You know, there was – people take my my talk of Lomachenko as hate of Lomachenko, um, and he's similar to a guy like Conor McGregor to me or like the Cowboys. I Personally, I like all three of those people. But – they are so overhyped. Their fans are so overhyped and overblown. Take my shot, and it's not at it's not at those it's not at the teams or the people. It's at um it's at the fans. Uh, so this is going to be a great fight. We just saw old ass Kodo. We just saw old Kodo get his ass whooped, and I think Kodo was what thirty eight. Uh, Lomachenko is thirty seven. I mean, not the Lomachenko. Um, Guillermo Rigondeau is 37. So is he old? Did Lomachenko wait long enough at, at, at 29 years old to come in and uh, get the WBO super featherweight title, uh, keep it uh, against, defended against uh, Guillermo Rigondeau? We're going to start, start with my man, D. Uh, Let's no, talk. we do for a fucking <laughs> hey, we do for an old head to come through. Shit, hey, if fucking ringing down with this shit, I'd be so fucking happy. But if he put up a good fight, rock his ass and uh, let him know what time it is. I'd be happy still too if he lose. But uh, I don't fucking. I gotta go with fucking uh, Neiman Chico. That's the Matrix, man. You see, already you already seen the shit with him. I've seen it too. So, hey, I mean, if I had money and I had nothing else, and uh, just a little bit of money, and I had to pick one, or you lose everything, I gotta go with Nemi Chico. But that, okay. uh, put my gun to my head. All right. Nah, How? Come on, How? He probably outpoint him. Might knock him down twice or once. We're talking about a little guy now. 
We're talking about a little guy fighting an even littler guy. Hey, we've been watching this shit for about five years now, man. So much fucking talent from 100 right now, 135 to 140 pounds. There's a whole lot of talent, man. You talking 50-some good fighters. Well, chop that in half. Maybe at least 25 or 25 good fighters. Huh? Well, we're going to see, man, because Rigandow, you know, he's two years, he's uh, he's 10 years, what is that? He's eight years older. He's uh, two inches shorter, but he's, his re- but he also got a reach advantage of two inches. So like that's I said, fight this that's guy Rigandow is a two years ago, though. Huh? Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah good. No, no, I, I, no, I hear you. I'm just saying this guy Rigandow has the tools. We got we seen the Matrix lose to guys like Salito because he wasn't ready. He wasn't skilled enough. Skilled. He didn't have that. <laughs> hey, you seen the video on uh have you seen the video on YouTube? The motherfucker threw up like three quarters. Might have been silver dollars, I don't fucking know. He catch all three of them shit and then he fucking uh talk shit. Fucking video done. You seen that shit? Yeah, I think that was a CGI or something. That shit was fake, man. But, uh, hey, (laughs) hold on real quick, man. Hey, hold on real quick. We're going to come back to you. I got to get my man Janelle on the the APB. And I think my man is on. Yeah, I see him. So, you know, there was that one time they used to hate on him, and he used to have this crazy intro. That I, I I thought was unjust, but now he has a new one since my man been getting nothing but dubs. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for these two warriors, both of their professional debut. Fantastic crap. All three judges scored this bout 29-28. Your winner by split decision from the red corner, Janelle Parkinson. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much, Danelle. We talking Lomachenko, Rigandow. Yeah, Tell us, man. I know, I know you got to go. Let us, give us give us the rundown in your pick. We already got my man D. He didn't well, came back. Out. He, he he picks Lomachenko. I'm this Saturday. I'm this Saturday is going to be interesting. I mean, I I pick Lomachenko only only because uh, Rigandow is 37 years old, moving up two weight class. Fighting got a younger, faster, stronger. I'm more athletic, you know what I mean? But on that, after all that said, I mean, if anybody can beat Lomachenko, it's Rigondeaux. Rigondeaux, he is like a Bernard Hopkins. I mean, in order for him to win this fight, he has to slow the pace down. Because if it's a fast-paced match, there's no way he's beating a, a Lomachenko. But if anybody can slow Lomachenko's pace down, it's Rigondeaux. Like, Rigondeaux has the tools. He has the ring generalship. He has the footwork of getting it out of positions uh, pretty well. And, uh, I mean, and his it, arms go all the way down to the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though I'm picking Lomachenko, it's only for the fact that Rigondeaux is 37 years old, moving up two weight class. That's the only reason why I, I'm leaning towards Lomachenko. But but don't be shocked if if Rigondeaux literally blows Lomachenko out. And I mean literally blow him out. I mean, just don't be shocked. I, mean, I can see Lomachenko uh, scoring a knockdown early in the fight because uh, uh, Rigondeaux is known uh, when he's cold, he gets hit and he goes down and all. 
I, mean, I can see that happen. It's a little flash knockdown here and there. But um, if Rigano does win this fight, man, Bob Arum is going to have a heart attack. Because I'm surprised he made this fight. You know what I mean, I mean, let's not forget with Donero on top of the world. He was labeled as next Manny Pacquiao, and then Rigano is just literally just, just like, just, just destroyed the whole top rank man at the time. And I thought Bob Arum actually hated Rigano for a long time, and I still think he does. And after this fight, if he does beat Lomachenko, I'm Bob Arum is going to put a hit on Rigano. <laughs> just don't be surprised at that. <laughs> No, nah, I feel that. Hey, let me uh, let me ask you this: um, If Lomachenko wins, is he the number one pound? No, both of them. If Rigondeaux or Lomachenko wins, are they the number one pound for pound boxer in the game? No, not number one. No, no. Okay. I just I if Lomachenko wins, I would I, I would probably put him number two. I mean, but I mean, it's kind of it's hard to. It's hard to do because, I mean, how could you discredit guys like Terrence Crawford? And, yes, Triple G is slowing down and all. But still, I mean, look what he's accomplished throughout his professional career. I'm um, Lomachenko, um, his notable win as a professional was Gary Russell Jr. and Walters. But, I mean, you know he's a really Then it would be rigging down. True, true. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, I still is like, I mean, can you really put it above guys? Uh, who has been dominating a lot longer, or who has more than just 10 fights under their career. I mean, can you yeah. really do that? I can't. I don't do that. I don't, Look, I don't do it. At this point, this is it. why I say we can do it. It's because we've been – this is what I say. If if Rigondeaux wins um, or, or Lomachenko win, they are now the number two pound-for-pound pound boxer in the game, and it's because they have the best wins out of anybody. Um they would have beat the better person. You know, they, you know, it's like, like college, you know, you go off your best win. Their best wins have been guys that are top five pound for pound. If you beat somebody in the top five pound for pound, I'm giving you the number two spot. The only reason I'm not giving them number one spot is because of their resume. I mean, but Lomachenko, I'm a rigging down. I mean, is he top five right now being that almost? I mean, he's been kind of inconsistent. Yeah. He's yes, been he very is. inconsistent. And it's not his fault. I understand that, but he fight. is. Right, right, right. But at, but at the same time, he is. Just like when Ward was it was inconsistent, we all knew he was the best. We might have not have said it, came, but if somebody and, beat and, and Ward. And he came back, he fought Sullivan, who was unbeaten, beat him. And then after, right. I, that's, I, what, that's what Rigondeaux did. He just He's coming back and just whooping boys. So I think he's proven himself to be the same old Rigondeaux that was a top five when he slowed down. You know, he just slowed down. He didn't lose, so he didn't came in whoop some guys that are bigger than him. No, he so I'm giving was, him a top. It's the guys didn't want to fight him. It's the guys didn't want to fight him. Really. Yeah, I just made. I mean, but that he, they didn't want to fight him, so he had to slow down. You know, I understand that's the reason. That's why I said uh, he was once the most feared man in the game. You know, so I'm not hating on him at all. And uh, I just wanted to see where you came. So, uh, so you've got Lomachenko. That's who you got. But you're also uh, hedging your bets by saying you wouldn't. You the only wouldn't reason Lomachenko is that Vicky now is 37, moving up in weight. A two weight class is probably got younger, faster, stronger. That's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. Because Lomachenko is, is very skilled. So it's like I mean, but. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm leaning towards Chicago. But I'm going to bet on Rick now. <laughs> That's crazy, right? No, 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 because I'm sure the money's on ringing now. I'm sure it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm leaning towards Chicago, but I'm betting on Rick now. Because, of course, if he wins, I mean, there's a lot of money I'm going to win, so. All right, well, we'll appreciate you calling in, man. We're going to get these other cats in here before we get out. Uh, appreciate that, Janelle. You calling in, my man. Have a good time in that right. ATL. Don't lose all your all money. Right, I'll call back on Brian. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, we'll holler at my man Janelle. Uh, then let's go. Uh, let's go back to. My man, Eric. Eric, you still on? Yeah, we're good, man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. All right, we we got it. What's what's your prediction on the big fight? How you got it going? And uh, how do you have if either or wins? Were they are they uh, are they the best fight in the world? Um, technically, it'll be they'll be like the second best pound for pound fighter in the world because, like um, Janelle said, Crawford is number one pound for pound because he literally. Swept the entire light welterweight division. He won every single title. Not even a title left for anybody to hold over there in that division. And he beat the best of the best. And he's been proactive, you know, throughout his time. But with Ringadel, you know, he's the number one man in um, super bantamweight. And after that, he made three guys took shit in their draws and moved up the weight classes so they will fucking not fight that man like Santa Cruz. Um, the other jackal, Carl Franton and um, Scott the Queer Quig. But, you know, it happens. And, you know, Lomachenko, he's a skilled fighter. And his second full fight, yeah, he did lose to Salido because, you know, he wasn't he didn't have enough pro experience, even though he had a deep amateur pedigree. But if um, Lomachenko did fight Salido in the second fight, he'll ice him in two rounds. But um, as far as the, the fight between Ringoda and Lomachenko, to go with my, my dude Ringadel. But, you know, Lomachenko does have a puncher's chance to beat him. Okay. So my man Eric's out here pulling the opposite of Janelle. He's uh, picking Ringadel, but riding the fence, saying that Lomachenko Yeah, the reason why I win. choose Ringadel is because he's Cuban. So this is all on La Raza. I feel that. Pretty much. I feel that. That's... Hey, yeah, that's the way to keep it 100 because that's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit that. And, uh, you know, that's what boxing really is. It's about, uh, you know, that's what it's always been about, who's the best and uh, who's out there. So uh, the other question was if uh, Rigondeaux wins or vice versa. Uh, no, you've already answered that. You said they're going to be number two. Uh, or number two because Crawford, and like I said, I agree. Uh, Crawford is the man right now. Um, but – Whoever beats them has a strong – whoever wins on uh, Saturday, they have a strong uh, – a strong uh, – the worst, but I, I don't know that. They've got – they can make the claim. they got a strong case for being number one, seeming that they will be, you know, one of the only people that have beat a top five pound-for-pound guy. And, you know – they would be the only person that beat him, I think. So, you know, other people have beat top 10 pound for pound. But I don't know who's beat a top five pound for pound except Andre Ward. And he's uh, and he's not in the game anymore. So, you know, I feel that, man. Eric, I appreciate you calling. Uh, 
go back to my man D. D, before yeah. we get out of here. What's good, man? Stop rigging down. Right, Loma Chingo, who you got? Who hey, you got? Seattle got looks going? like shit tonight. I know Sarah shouldn't, huh? You said? Yeah. Hey, hey, who you got, man? Well, Loma Chingo rigging now. Who you got? Yo, listen. Come on, man. I don't want to move past that fight right there. What's the next fight after that? Uh, you got uh, at the very end of that shit. Uh, you got uh, fucking um, BJ Saunders versus. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's keep it moving. Man. Lemieux. 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 Let's hey. talk about that. Hmm? Hey, see, that's a hey, that's a good fight, man. That's a good fight, but we running out of time on, out here. So you need to hit us next week. Yeah. And, and we'll get it popping. Um, my bad. I'm on this uh, this loud, so I forgot that I already asked D. But uh, we need to close it out real quick. Let me go and give my prediction. Uh, I'm picking Rigandow for the unanimous. You heard it here first. Um, Lomachenko is good. He is, and he will be a great fighter. But I think Rigandow is the chosen one. Um, like Mike, Mikey Garcia is the product, the prodigal son. Um, this is, uh, I think, Rigondeaux is the chosen one, and we'll we'll see. Like uh, you know, I've been saying his arms are long. He's he's a freak, and we'll see what what he's got. I'm picking him by unanimous, and like I said before, whoever wins this will have a claim for the top pound for pound fighter in the game. Um, and that's how we're going to do it. RC wanted me to get it out there that he's picking uh, Lomachenko by bully tactics. And, and we'll see. He might be right, you know, but he's probably wrong. But shout out to, to Miguel Cotto and the Miami Hurricanes. Um, they took that L. That's just the way the game has been played, man. So, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, I want to appreciate everybody for calling in. Shout out to my man, RC. Uh, maybe he can get something together we could put out. Uh, we'll, I'll talk to him about it. I know the people want to hear from hear what the hell he's got to say about it. But um, like I said, thank you to all the callers that called in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um Shout out to Houston. And we'll holler at y'all next time. Outside of boxing podcast, we out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.